Wendy, a very good afternoon to you. And this afternoon we are going to be chatting about small print. The terms and, and conditions. Yes. Yeah. Many a morally challenged operation, let me put it like that, is mm. devised and then thrives on the basis of the fact that most consumers will not and do not read small print terms and conditions. It just, especially when there's a lot of it. Um, at too many people trust what they are told and don't check to see that what's written on the document that they're now going to commit to matches what the smooth tongue person told them, right? So as a result of that, not a week goes by. In fact, <laughs> barely a day goes by without me getting at least one email from someone somewhere in South Africa who's fallen victim to what I call the pretend telecom, the white pages scam. Mm. We did warn about this on a show last April, um, but the complaints keep on coming thick and fast. So it's time for a fresh warning on this um, in order to to stop more people, hopefully, from falling prey to it, um, as well as an update on the whole issue. So if you're a business with a bold listing in one of Telcom's regional phone books, that's a paid-for listing. You pay for it. You pay Telcom for it as part of your um, – on, on your monthly bill if you're a business and you've chosen to yeah. have that, that bold highlighted um, listing. You are a target um, for this uh, – I th I'm not sure if it's all one or several names that are all, you know, linked to the same person, but you are a target for them. Um, this is where you list yourself in the telecom directory and you get first preference at the top of the page or in b very bold letters, um, um, ACS plumbing services. Exactly. So not at the top number. of the page, but you yeah. want your listing to catch people's eye. I mean, I don't know mm. when you last looked, actually grabbed one of those directories. <laughs> I looked at it, but anyway. So this isn't actually about that. That's the point. So these yes. people, these um, scam artists, sit. they get their hands on these directories, which are still printed for these areas around the country, big cities, little towns, you name it, the whole lot. And then what they do is they will start phoning them, right? And um, they'll say um, something like um, – we just need to update your listing. Um, please can I have your email address because we need to email you. Because don't forget, all they have is the company's name and their phone number right out of the book. That's all they've got. Yeah. So they'll say, we'll, we'll email. We want to email you this confirmation. So um, they call themselves um, White Pages Limited or White Pages Business Listing, something like that. Um, we just want to confirm your details. So then the email comes and it goes like this. Kindly ensure that the information requested below is filled in correctly. Once completed, you may send via email. And the email address is something like whitelistings at telcomsa.net, which that word telcom in there, anyone can have a telcom essay <laughs> yes, um, email, email address. address yeah. Yeah. But that just adds to the impression that all it is is a confirmation of the business listing details that you already have you know, in the in the in the legitimate white pages, right? So, this email comes, and it's got a whack of very very small print, like this, under the words um, "free search engine optimization." Okay, so people think, okay, it's fine, and the small print is mm. really really small, Zane. It's some people have said they were unable to read it even with their glasses on. So it's it's very tiny, but it is there. Is there any kind of prescription by law to say that it has to be in a particular font and that it has to be Not, readable or it, 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 the, the, the CPA doesn't um, 
doesn't prescribe a particular font, but it does say it has to be legible, obviously. Mm. So that's the first thing. It is very tiny. Um, of course, if it's an email, you can enlarge it on your computer, but but it's tiny. Um, what that small print says, among other things, is I'm aware that this is a 12-month contract, total value of contract, 8,340 rand. I've seen some that are as much as wow. uh, almost 12,000 rand. But that's, so it's for a 12-month contract, right? Who the, who's going to want that? And some obscure online business directory. So this isn't actually about the phone directory, physical phone book, right? This is just they use those to get hold of the companies and then try and scan them. Um, this contract, oh, then it says, how's this? Delayed payments will incur penalty fees after 30 days and will be handed over for collection. This contract can only be cancelled in writing within five working days of signature to this document, and I'm aware that there will be an amount of 45% um, payable um, f- for cost incurred in, pr- in initial processing and cancellation. So if you cancel, you're still liable for 45% of that eight or 9,000 or whatever it is. Who are the people who are being scammed and who are they targeting, um, you know, from, from guest houses to, to? Yeah, home? they, it's, it's, some of them are big companies. I had a, the iconic, uh, Blue Waters Hotel in, in Durban. Um, their manager contacted me because, you know, it goes to the person that's sitting, um, receiving that email as yes. normally either on reception or, you know, they, they're not, they're not even, um, authorized to, contract on behalf of a company but it's in my experience and I deal with it almost every day it's the service station it's the firm of architects it's um, a lot of medical practices that and kind in, of and thing in, and in a lot of cases um, when you send an email it's actually fronted by a PA who goes through those emails and then exactly. sorted them out and then, in most cases and, and she just signs on the line so I suspect that many people don't know that you know that they've been scammed after or until those seven days have passed and when they receive a payment demand, demand eventually exactly so there's, a, there's this cooling off period um, but they don't know about by the time they get the shock invoice for mm. the eight or nine thousand for the twelve months contract, that cooling off period is gone. Whether it would be, I don't even think that would be honoured. Even you know, if if they were within the the five business days, um, and uh, yeah, of course, if you don't pay, which many don't, they say this is ridiculous. Um, you know, we didn't agree to this. We we didn't know. You told me it was free, and you to- I thought it was the normal white pages. Um, then comes the email from the debt collectors and then their fees are added on. And so this demands get bigger and bigger. Um, and we do have, um, one of the people who, who were, uh, fell victim to this, Trish Stain. She works for a medical practice in Claremont. And I'm hoping we have her on the line. Trish Stain on the line. A very good afternoon, Trish, and welcome to Hi. the show. Hi. Mm, tell us Thank about you. your story. Um, yeah, I in February actually we got I got the first um, email and it just comes saying please confirm your details. It came from the white uh, white listings. Yeah. yeah, the white listings, and it says white pages entries PTY Limited I think was the name of the company, and it just says Con- please confirm your and it and it shows all the details that are in the white pages which we are normally done through Trudon. So. So if I could just jump in there, Trudon is is Telcom's official um, correct, producer yeah. of the of the phone books. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, and um, and uh, I just thought, oh, well, sent it back, no problem, and saying yeah, the other things are correct. Then I got it again, saying no, please sign. And mm. <laughs> so wow. I t- t- spoke to the doctor, and we signed it and sent it back. Of course, didn't look at the 
terms and conditions, which we should, the, you know, the, the, small, the small print, print is yeah. really tiny, really tiny. And, um, and then heard nothing more. And then I got another thing saying, please confirm. So I emailed back saying, I have confirmed this. You know, then last week, I, well, 10 days ago, thereabouts, I got the invoice for 8,000 rand, nearly fell off my chair. Um, and I don't know, something just went, no. And then I, we then phoned Trudon. And they said, no, 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 no. Oh, no, at the time, sorry, I said to them, but it comes off our telephone account. I'm not paying this. They said, no, 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 this is different. It's not your telephone account. I said, but aren't you telecom? And they said, no, 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 we're not telecom. I said, well, you're sort of selling yourself as telecom or telecom's arm. Um, and... Yeah, she said, no, no, they're just our service provider. Oh, what a lot of rubbish. <laughs> yeah. so, so what I loved about your story, Trish, though, and I have to say here that a lot of people actually do buckle and pay because these people are so relentless and hounding you to pay. Well, I've had many calls already. I'm sure. Since but I spoke to you. Share with us what one of your doctors responded to this crowd, please, because I think I love it. <laughs> He, he said, we concluded that you are, he, they started off saying we've done investigation and it was illuminating. Yeah. We concluded that you are committing fraud and we will not be paying you anything. If you wish to convince us differently, please supply us with your company registration number, as well as the personal details, ID numbers, addresses, etc., of the directors of your company. And I'm sure you got that immediately, right? Of course, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right, say no more. So, but, yeah, but it was our bad. I mean, I should have we should have read the um, the small print, but it truly is so tiny that you yeah. need a magnifying glass. That's, but I always say the smaller the small the, the smaller the small print, the more important it is. Really? For you to, well, that's yeah, because yeah. they do anything to as yeah. as unappealing. The more unappealing it looks, the more you should grab it. But thanks for for sharing that, Trish. And I think you know, and sort of saying, oh. yeah, I should have read it because I'm sure you're not going to overlook any small print in the future. Oh, very definitely <laughs> not. And in fact, everybody now asks, I said, do you read the form? And they go, no, not really. And yeah. you know, we actually all should, and we don't. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's well, we learned a big lesson, yeah. And, and we just say we just don't, um, don't pay. They, uh, I think all advice. I'm going to do is keep sending this email back when I, every time they phone. Mm. Yeah, or just put the phone down or just stop, just disengage at a certain point. Yeah, okay. And I think this is the issue, basically, where people um, don't delve slightly further into the whole problem. And and they must have received such a lot of money from people who just buckled and said, we don't want to be blacklisted as a company or we don't want to be blacklisted. But even worse, Mm. I've had people, uh, receptionists, um, for medical practices, for all sorts of businesses who've... um, had this happen and they get the demand, it's in their name because they supplied their yeah. name when they filled in the form, thinking they were just confirming the details in the, in the legitimate phone book. And um, they pay from their they own pay from salaries. their own or they borrow money because they don't want the boss to know that they made such, mm. a, such a mistake and they feel so responsible. They've, they've had health issues. They've lost sleep. I mean, it really is mm. a burden. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of most people, I would imagine, would confide in their bosses and, and let them take it on. But you can imagine how many people are so fearful of the consequences of owning up to what they did because they didn't read the small print that they, that some of them have already paid when they get hold of me because I only then found some of my stories around this issue. Yeah. Um, and others I've been able to say, please don't take, 
you know, don't take out any loads, don't pay this, just disengage. Yeah. If you've had any experiences with this whitelisting, um, whitelistings um, at talcomsa.net uh, or white uh, pages business entries, uh, PTY Limited, give us a call 021-446-0567. Send us a WhatsApp message to 0725671567. It is Consumer Talk on a Wednesday with Wendy Nola and Wendy's email address if you uh, are not able to get through to us by 2 o'clock this afternoon is consumer at nola.co.za and nola is spelled k-n-o-w-l-e-r k-n-o-w-l-e-r dot co dot z-a. Uh, and you can call us if you've uh, been scammed by this kind of scam that we're chatting about and it's all in the fine print if mm. you've if you've done anything whereby uh, but it's not only for instance um, you know on the telephone or on the internet sometimes I bought a car last last year and then you get there and the person doing the finance says to you, normally they have a wad of just pages compliance in front of them. Stuff. Yes, compliance stuff. Uh, no, 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 this is just for that. Sign there, sign there, sign there. Never, never, sign. never. And then you sign and sign and sign. And I said, and I, and I said hold, on, hold on, what am I signing here? Can you please, the, I think the Consumer Protection Act says that these things need to be declared to you. Absolutely, um, and the and National Credit Act. Yes, and that you actually need to be able to take the document home with you and perhaps yes, read on. Yes, it's on. all valid for five business days, that quote has to stay. They can't mess with it. So I always say, really, yeah. give it to somebody that understands car finance in particular, so that there's someone like me. Mm. Uh, um or whoever yeah. that can go through it and say, no, that's not necessary. Do you want this? Rather, you can get this cheaper if you do it on your own. That kind of thing. But that's exactly what I did. Well I, done. I took, I took the I took the page and I said to her, okay, you see this paint guarantee? Mm-hmm. I don't need that. Uh, you're giving me a three-year scratch three-year, and dent policy. Scratch not so and much. dent policies? No, thank you. And etc. And I went through it all, and eventually I, it came to about something seven and a half thousand rand cheaper mm-hmm. than what I would have actually have paid. I can make my own number plates. Why do I need you to get into <laughs> my number plates? So it is about that. But Wendy, I believe you have a, 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 an update on the scam for yes, us. Yes, let's see if we can get through this before we get to the news. So I found out this week that the Council for Debt Collectors is holding a disciplinary hearing this coming. Uh, Tuesday against two of the debt collectors um, that these companies hand the the people that don't pay that eight or nine thousand upfront. Um, they then remember I said they then get the letters from the debt collectors. The interesting thing is that the the collectors are just arms of the people who are scamming you. Yes, mm-hmm. clever clever setup. So the two names that come up are NCR Legal Debt Collectors and Debt Review. Administrators. The former is owned by Sanjith Suraj, Suraj Pal, who's 29 years old um, and appears to be based in Durban, and the latter by Ishwaral Lal, better known as Ashwin Dwarika, who is 36, also based in Durban. What the connection is between those two, I'm not entirely sure, but their modus and operandi, excuse me, is exactly the same. So the council has. 20 complainants between the two of them and the charges range from not being registered as debt collectors in the first place wow. to not identifying themselves properly in their correspondence to these people who have fallen for the for the listing scam charging legal fees which they're not supposed to document fees failing to include their company or cc number in the correspondence Suraj Pal is accused of creating the false impression that the company is a firm of attorneys when in reality there is only one director Dwarika who stands accused of not being accused uh, not being registered with the council. Uh, he's also accused of failing to communicate with the debtor, attempting to recover interest not legally due. Listen to this, a whopping 2,332 rand, this is interest, 30% 
um, for one month on a principal debt of seven one seven six. That should that be That was a, a car dealership ca- a complainant. Oh yeah, of course it is. Um, att- also attempting to recover legal fees, admin fees, um, failure to indicate a council registration number on correspondence because they don't have one. And I love this one. Making fraudulent, misleading representations by talking about my client as the debt collector when in fact it's one and the same company. So there's proof there that uh, those two disciplinary hearings will be heard on Tuesday and I'll report back on that in another show. Um, so, yeah, you know, as I said, in, in, on the last show, Dorica owns both NCR legal debt collections and the imposter directing listings operation. So I imagine them, the two lots of people sit in either separate rooms of the same office or maybe even in the same mm. office. And if anybody's received demands from these companies, they can actually lodge, uh, lodge a formal complaint. Yes, absolutely. So, the, in fact, the Council for Debt Collectors um, is really urging people to do that. That's how they came across, came to have these 12 complainants to build a case. So it's www.cfdc.org.za and we'll, we'll put it up in the podcast. Um, so, yeah, the one department, as I say, is tr- of business owners. Uh, one department is tricking small business owners into committing to a contract uh, for listing in some obscure online directory that no one will ever have sight of. And then the other phones them relentlessly saying, pay up, pay up. Um, so quite a, quite a little operation there. We've got someone. Just somebody on the line from Fishuk, Diane from Fishuk, uh, on white paper listing. Uh, uh, Diane, very quickly, tell us about your experience and your question for Noni. Yes, hello, yes, exactly the same story. Um, They sent through this, I think they they sent through this um, um, email, and my secretary just brought it to me to sign. I never, unfortunately, read all that fine print at the back. And uh, if I had, I would never have signed it because it's impossible kind of, um, you know, it's impossible situation. You have to pay this 9,000 rand, and if you don't pay by a certain amount, your thing is only going to be on for a month anyway. And I thought it was, when I originally saw the, saw the, um, the piece of paper, I thought this is just my telecom white paper like normal. Yes, well, I didn't realize it was completely the opposite. And now because I haven't paid, I am relentless. I receive relentless phone calls from this debt review, whatever it's called, Yes, and this um, uh, debt review administrators, yes, they're the ones that are um, with the other company going to be part of this disciplinary hearing on Tuesday. So so I just need, um, unfortunately, I only picked up the tail end of the conversation, okay. but I need that, that email that I can complain or put in a, that you mentioned just now. Okay, well, I'll give it out in a second, and my, we, we're going to do it just after the news. I'll give the advice of what to do and give you that email address. Consumer Talk with Wendy Nola. You can join the conversation. And join the conversation with us at 25 minutes to 2 o'clock, 021-446-0567. The WhatsApp line open to you on 0725671567. And you can send us a voice note, send us your questions, uh, and tell us exactly what your experience has been. Have you been scammed? Did you not read the fine print? Um, Are you sort of stuck in the way these people just won't let go? I know that I get continuously um, emails from companies telling you you can have 200,000 rand loans and you can have 500,000 rand loans and they can make your life so easy. What they don't tell you is that you actually have to pay for it afterwards. Uh, (laughs) White paper listing debt collectors are totally relentless and this is William out in the Milnerton area. William, very good afternoon to you. Welcome to the show. Tell us about your story. Yes, uh, I was quite relieved to find that I'm not the only one who seems to have uh, fallen victim 
victim to this feeling rather stupid having done so. Um, <laughs> You're most definitely not alone, William. You know, also, this happened to coincide about two weeks prior to signing the stupid document. I had actually had a meeting with Trudon, so when it came through, I thought, oh, well, this is just whatever is confirming what we, what we discussed. Yeah. So, of course, I went and signed, and then, as you say, two weeks later, we got the, the, the phone calls and the emails, and it, was, and it truly is uh, relentless. But, uh, um, was, you know, obviously, we, we didn't pay, unfortunately, and we kept virtually told them to take a long walk of a short fear. But they, uh, even after a while, when they do go quiet, this happened last year, March, and then they went quiet for probably a few months, and now recently again they've resumed their yes. threat of legal action. So you might get rid of them for a while, but they come back. It's like they just keep returning and trying to make the same threat they've been making all along. Yeah, well, that in itself is illegal. I mean, even if they were registered, you can't make a threat that you don't follow through on. That's 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 out um, in itself. But um, I think you, you fit the nail on the head there, William. What they do is they are absolutely relentless um, in knowing that um, many people will just in the end pay up just for some peace, especially if it's a business that, you know, it, it, these are all businesses, big and small. You know, let's just make it go away because I've been covering this for three to four years now. Um, and they're still at it. And in fact, it seems they're intensifying. So there are obviously enough people who just cave in and pay to make it worthwhile for them to keep going at this. So my advice would be to, um, to those who've been caught is ignore the pay up calls and emails, just disengage. So when they phone, put the phone down, um, do nothing unless you get a summons with a court stamp and date. And as, as I say, in the, in the three to four years that I've been, um, Covering this issue, I don't know of a single case where judgment has been sought or companies blacklisted for non-payment. So that is an, a totally empty threat. They're just hoping to wear you down. I've mm-hmm. even gone as far as saying to people, um, warn them. You can't do this without warning, but get yourself a nice whistle and say to them, next time you phone, I'm going to blow. The, and I hear that it's you. I'm blowing this down the line. And um, I've heard that it's been <laughs> to say you can't do that without warning. But, you know, whatever you, you you've. I would say that's a nice old school yeah. way of making a point. And also just remember that these people have thought through this entire scam and yes. they have actually really gone into detail uh, and they link other friends and other people and other companies with them because at the end of the day, it's about making money. Uh, can I do a WhatsApp message quickly, Wendy? This yes. WhatsApp came in, um, uh, not on the, the white listings, but another company also scamming people is, is Lifestyle Legal. Oh, uh, yes. They are linked to an online loan application company and you inadvertently sign a debit order um, um, for 99 rand a month and if you For don't phone advice yeah you don't pay to do the loan you don't pay or stop the debit order uh, like i did you receive letters of demand from lifestyle legal uh, the amount they claim through um, the debit order demand is 1700 not really big enough to fight so you end up paying just to get rid no, of them no again don't pay i've been reporting on them for many years as well and i was very gratified to see that carte blanche did a major segment on them about two to three sundays ago maybe two um, and yeah, the authorities are all on it, the National Consumer Commission, but no, nothing's happened yet, but definitely do not pay. In fact, I did a, this links to the same issue about not reading the small print because they catch you with that one, their terms and conditions. And if you just do what so many people do, click electronically on the box to say you've read the terms and conditions. So it goes through, but you actually haven't. And the terms and conditions say this isn't actually about applying for a loan. This is subscribing 
do a 12-month service where you can get free phone advice for all sorts of things, you know, funeral policies, and and, and actually we might apply for a loan on you for you, but we know there's no guarantee you'll get it, kind of thing. So I actually did a podcast for our Primedia Life podcast recently, um, linking those two cases, like today's story about the fake phone listings and those um, lifestyle um, loan lifestyle things, legal, saying yeah. these two companies, these two scams, actually are are um, ample reason, the best reason why. You really, it really does pay to read the small print and what it can cost you if you don't. So this really, the bottom line here is read it, no matter how small or obscure. And if it is particularly small and obscure, know that it's it's even more urgent and important that you read it. That's really the, the, the message here. And if you actually are in any way, in a small grain of doubt, just disengage. Disengage, yeah. That's disengage. it. And, it, yeah. and certainly if you have been caught, the authorities are saying... Um, do not pay. Just do not pay. So that's that's the bottom line. I just hate to think of people paying under under pressure, under threat. And it's um, Ombudsman annual report season. Yes, You've just been on. saying that two major reports have come out from, yeah, last uh, week, from both of them. Last week, these are big, hefty reports. I just wanted to, you know, being consumer talk, I just felt we should touch on them. So last week we did the um, banking ombuds release. This week, two other ombudsman's offices released their um, annual reports for 2018. The first one was um, the motor industry um Inward, and mm. the second one was the short, uh, Ombudsman for Short-Term Insurance. So let me just quickly run through some of the highlights. Um, five facts from Mayosa, Motor Industry Ombudsman. Um, they received 8,503 complaints um, during 2018, um, the bulk of which were um, lodged online. It was sort of just over 50% actually, and the rest um, in person. Um, turnaround time was... Under two months, 54 days. It's important to know if you're going to lodge a complaint, you're looking at an average of just under two months for, for them to come back to you with a ruling. Um, in October 2014, only 1,337 industry participants, so it's dealerships and people who do tires and all the rest, had been accredited by MIOSA. And today, with a lot of lobbying, that's it's at 15,000 um, and in just under five years, 15,141. Mm. So basically, the, the MIOSA is covering... Um, just about all the industry and um, they are accredited to deal with any car complaints that you have and it, uh, this doesn't surprise me surprise me at all most complaints were about poor service from the industry and followed by the number two category engine issues mm. and when you lay a complaint with the ombudsman it's essential to put dates times as people much, you spoke to references that's all what those I always kind of ask yes. for as well in my work it just helps them um, investigate they need as much um, information as possible. Um, I just want to talk about two case studies. That's for me always the most interesting reading in these reports, is the in these ombuds reports, is the case studies, because um, this comes up in my inbox a lot. So the this complainant, they don't name the complainant or the um, the dealership, but mm. they approach an approved service provider to carry out repairs on the car, which was covered by the manufacturer's warranty that you know the the, the three years or five years or whatever it is. The clutch was initially replaced at the cost of the consumer because they often blame the consumer for driving style with a clutch and they say it doesn't cover it's not covered by the warranty the consumer still found that there was a noise emanating from the engine as before reported it back to that that um, workshop the engine eventually failed and the warranty claim was rejected as the dealer was of the opinion that the vehicle had been over revved 
Maosa went into it. They have their technical people. They did a report on the cause of the failure. They found it was a failed thrust bearing and the clutch had been incorrectly diagnosed. So Maosa resolved that the engine should be replaced in terms of the manufacturer's warranty at no cost to the consumer. This is a good case to quote if something like this happens to you. So, you Mm. know, they love to say when your clutch goes that it's your driving style. And I I mean, I'm sure in some cases it is, but it's worth um, taking it a little bit further. I've had to query the uh, an opportunity to query brakes that only lasted 17,000 on my vehicle, 17,000 kilometers on my vehicle. And I took it back and I said, not acceptable. There are some cars that that I get reports on all the time, like the Renault Quid, that the brake pads go within six months. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, it's it's an issue. And the second one I love is a very short one a complainant bought a vehicle from a from a dealership the car overheated and the complainant continued to drive the vehicle for another five kilometers causing major damage to the engine um it did have warning lights this car and the complainant ignored them obviously sometimes there are reasons if it's in that and you're not in a great area but know that that's a great cost to that because in this case um the umbud found that the um, de- the dealership couldn't be held liable for the excessive damage to the engine that was in fact driver negligence to carry on driving when that engine light was on. So be very aware of that yeah. as a warning. Uh, the other report that we're going to be having a look at um, is the um, uh, is an insurance report, and this is the Ombudsman for Short Term Insurance. Insurance, yeah, I, I do a lot of work around car insurance, so the office mostly deals with car insurance complaints. Um, of the nine thousand five hundred cases. That OSTI dealt with during 2018, almost half, 48% were car insurance related. Doesn't surprise me at all. Hmm. The next biggest category after that was homeowners insurance at 21%. And I think all the flooding that we've had and walls collapsing and all of that has has got a lot to do with that. Only in 18% of cases, listen to this, did the Ombuds case managers rule in favor of the consumer either totally in part or in part. So if you look at it the other way, what is that? 72%. Um, was that 82%? 82% went the way of, oh, um, of, of the insurer. Yeah. 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 So, um, that seems a bit depressing, but it's not the whole story. In many cases, the insurer consented to a resolution without the ombud having to make a formal recommendation or ruling. So. But why is that? Is it because people don't read their insurance policies correctly? They don't see exactly what they covered for. And um, certain short-term insurance policies would ask you to list your designated drivers, for instance. There's a lot of those kind of things. And also they would ask you to list your take-with stuff like your computer, computer, your cell phones, your sunglasses, your leather jackets and everybody. Well, the um, the Ombud for Short-Term Insurance, Deanne Wood, I interviewed her recently and she said, talk about insurance fraud, and she said, Oh, you wouldn't believe how many people, when their car is stolen, they've had their sunglasses, they claim the sunglasses are in there and always mm. like a top brand. So <laughs> be aware if you're going to do that and it didn't actually happen. The insurance industry is incredibly wise to that particular one, the expense of sunglasses in the car. The primary cause for motor uh, insurance complaints, actually, Zane, was um, the amount offered for settlements of claims. So they're too low. The consumer felt that was too low. Um, uh, the salvage issues uninsured um, shortfalls between um, uh, what they were covered for and what they weren't. Accessories is a big one. Know that if you're going to put a load of extra goodies on your car that you're not going to get paid out for those and in most cases by your insurance if it gets insurer ever gets stolen. Um, and then of course um, excess amounts. Secondary cause for complaint um, rejection based on non-disclosure. So in other words not 
being honest about um, who was actually the desic- the regular driver of the car and that kind of thing. So saying that you are the regular driver when it's actually your 20-year-old son who has a much higher risk when there's that yeah. when your son's in an accident or in some kind of claim situation, they will repudiate because of non-disclosure. That is a very, very big issue, that. so And one that I just liked, finally, before we leave the, the Ombuds reports, was 15% fewer rejections during 2018 um, than the previous year on the basis of driving under the influence, um, which is a good sign. More people using um, driver services like um, um, apps like Uber, etc., or just ch- making a, a choice not to take that risk and get behind the wheel when they've been drinking. But Deanne Wood, the Ombud, does say driving under the influence remains a very real problem for the insurance industry and we must caution consumers that a rejection may be justified on circumstantial evidence despite the driver not having been tested for alcohol consumption by a breathalyzer or blood test or having been convicted of a criminal offence in relation to the incident. So if enough witnesses on the scene like the tow truck driver or, you know, bystanders mm. or whatever say, oh, he or she was reeking of um, alcohol or unsteady on their feet or whatever, they can repudiate on the basis of drunk driving. So just because you weren't tested doesn't mean that your your car claim won't be rejected. I see. And then most insurance companies offer you three to five rides absolutely free. You just need to notify them if you're going out to go yes, to an event and you're going to be drinking and it's built into yes. insurance. So yeah. there really is no excuse. Chatting this afternoon to Wendy Nola, our consumer specialist and our consumer journalist. If you want to chat to us on any of the topics and any of the uh, sort of insurance topics that or, or any of the topics, consumer topics that we've t- touched on this afternoon, uh, chat to us on 021 the WhatsApp line also open to you on 0725671567. Uh, one of the WhatsApps has just come in, uh, Wendy, is when uh, these people phone, I ask them to hold, uh, put the phone down and just carry on with my day, says Chris. It's one, Good one. one way of actually not getting um, sort of involved with them. Uh, but I think that is absolutely essential. Just disengage. Consumer Talk, open line. Our open line is on 0214460567 and uh, the open line, of course, on the WhatsApp line is on 0725671567. We're going to be taking uh, Dr. Peter in Tamburskluf and uh, Dr. Peter has a question for, uh, uh, let's take the second one, uh, a TV license hounding for payment. Uh, Paul out uh, in Oranjeza, uh, a TV license hounding for payment. Uh, a number of people have got this. Um, does this seem to be a glitch with the SABC? Or? Um, I'm assuming normally when I get these complaints, it's around people who have um, notified the SABC that they no longer have um, the TV in question and, that, and then they stop. They don't pay the TV license, mm. but the SABC hasn't recognized the form that they've canceled in. So in other words, if you go onto TV license.coza, the, the SABC's yes. TV license um, website, there's a section there that tells you exactly for which circumstance, how you, sh- you, what evidence they need. So they need evidence. So, for example, if you, you can't just say I sold my TV, they want to see the receipt, they want to know who bought the TV. If you gave it away, they want an affidavit to say you gave it away. If you immigrated, so in other words, you can't just making a call or send you an email and saying blah blah. I'm not paying. They they won't um, accept that, yeah. and they won't necessarily then. Um, they won't necessarily tell you why it's not accepted. They just keep billing you. Is that pretty much what happened? Paul, Artino Ranjezicht, your TV license hounding for you for payment. Hi. Right. No, that's not what happened. But uh, what did happen is um, my wife pays this every, I think it's 265 rand. And she was a couple of months late one year. And then she paid the 265. And since then, she's missed. 
she's been late for one other month, by one other month the following year. So they are sending us a penalty amount of 25 rand a month, um, which is just slowly accumulating. And um, we know that the same things happen to our maid because we get SMSs from debt collectors. Her debt's over 4,000 rand now. What? Yeah, <clears throat> they charge 25 rand a month because you were late, okay? Right. And every month it goes up. So in, a, in, a, in, in 12 months, it's 12 times 25, which is 300 rand, versus 265 rand for the annual license. So we're just waiting and seeing. And the debt collectors who, who send us emails, they never go to court. We've said to them, fine, let's go to court and we'll talk about this. But they never go to court because I think what they're doing is illegal. I don't know if it's um, usury because it's not really an interest payment. It's a penalty payment, and they charge 25 rand a month. I don't know uh, if you know about that. I didn't know that it was that high. And as you say, I, um, it's... On what basis are they are they charging that? I would have to find out. Um, I would definitely have to find out about that. Um, the, the 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 bad thing about TV license debt is that it's considered um, uh, state related to state debt, and state debt doesn't um, prescribe in three yep. years like a lot of other debts. It mm. takes it takes thirty years. They so told me that. Did they tell you that? I'm sure they did. Okay. So now you're looking. So they're just like, we've got time. We'll just add this 25 rand a month um, uh, for as long as we want to. I'll definitely check that out. Um, I'll, I'll have a um, media contact at TV licenses, and I will say um, on what basis is that amount being charged. And, and my feeling is if there's if the 10 million TVs being watched every night in this country, there are less than uh, one million people who actually pay. Oh, I'm quite like. sure. So they, yeah, they, they keep squeezing those of us who do pay. And that's yeah. our call from Paul Atkin, the TV license hounding. The TV license debt collecting, is that part of the SABC or is that an they outsource outsources. company? So if it's an the outsource company, firms. can't so this be a secondary scam from the outsource companies? Well, I, I doubt they're using a, a you know, mm. the, 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 I know that the firms, the debt collecting firms are legitimate, not like the ones we we discussed earlier in the show. <laughs> but um, as for the, the, the legality of that 25 rand a month um, penalty, was it a penalty? Is it, a, is it interest? What is it? I think, I think it's too high, far too mm. high to be interest. Yes. So I'm definitely going to investigate that one and come back in a future show. Taking a call from George out in Somerset West. And uh, don't forget that uh, you can reach Wendy Nola at consumer at Nola, K-N-O-W-L-E-R.co.za. And uh, if you have any questions, just put into the subject line Cape Talk and then Wendy will know that it actually uh, does come from us. And, um, you know, a word or two to tag about what the subject that is. That would be helpful. Have a chat. Yeah. So, so that Wendy knows exactly how to categorize um, the different queries that are coming in. Uh, George from Somerset West, manipulation of prices online. Good afternoon. George? Hi. What happened to me was I was looking for this piece of um, fairly rare computer hardware, which has been con- discontinued, but it's still available. It's lying around in warehouses everywhere. So I'm Googling, I'm Googling, I'm Googling over a period of a few days. And as I carry on Googling, I find every time I f- hit the price, I, I, I find what I want, the price has gone up, even at the same store. <sighs> um, really? Yeah, yeah. And also what I found is that the more information you provide, the higher the price is, even at the same store on the same day. If you say you are looking for ABC PCI Firewire card, 
then the price will be higher than if you just say I'm looking for PCI Flywire. I suppose I assume that you very, as you're very specific, you know exactly what you want and you're really yes. desperate for it. Yes. But I didn't so, know that it, that it worked like that. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a powerful piece of software there. Well, you must remember that Google also indexes um, the, the actual um, service provider databases. So I was always using Google to find a store that I could then uh-huh. drill down on. So it was when I went through Google, not necessarily when oh, I, I went see. to Amazon or, or, or oh, one. So one of the one of the the most guilty of all these people is wanted all. They, I mean, the the price is just four times what it oh, what ridiculous. it was the first time. And the way to get past it is to run a cookie cleaner. On a re- anybody should run cleaners on their system on a regular basis. Um, and the most common, the most popular one is called C Cleaner. The C is for crap. Run it. I run it every day. That is such a um, lovely piece of advice. Thank you, George. Okay. Run a, run a cookie cleaner. I, I must, I'm not a very techie, so that's definitely something <laughs> I'm going to be doing. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I, uh, thanks very much, Wendy, for coming in this afternoon. If you are not able to get your question or your query through to, to Wendy this afternoon, she's back every Wednesday between uh, 1 and 2, and her email address is consumer at nola, K-N-O-W-L-E-R.co.za. Uh, put Cape Talk in the subject line so she knows exactly where it actually comes from. Uh, and then also uh, sort of uh, just one or two words about uh, query about a motor vehicle insurance or query about home insurance or query about whatever, just a bit of a subject so that we can actually sort of, uh, you know, file them into different files. Wendy, thank you so much. Thank you, Zane. It's been an absolute Flew pleasure. Back.